down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, breathe. Something. There's no slander. There's no slander to the Utah Jazz. But you guys gotta understand. You guys gotta understand. Just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton. Hey everyone, welcome to an edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. It's me and Nishan here today, and we got a very special guest that we're gonna introduce in a little bit. But All-Star Weekend is here upon us before we knew it. Uh, not sure how this All-Star Weekend is going to work, but we're here, gonna, here to talk about that today and some other topics. So, Nishant, how's it going? Doing good, man. Uh, long time no talk. Happy to be here. Happy to talk a little bit more basketball. We talked last time about how we didn't think the All-Star game would happen, but lo and behold, money rules everything. So here we are. I know. money. Money's like the driving force behind every single NBA decision, it seems, right now. But before, uh, you know, I introduced our guest, you know, we just realized this is our 30th episode. So, you know, big uh, big milestone right here. Yeah, thanks but, to all those people that listen, you know, as we were having, as we transitioned from shitty audio to better audio, hopefully you guys have enjoyed <laughs> the ride with us. All right. Without further ado, so our special guest today is Rohan Shah. Also went to high school with me and Nishan, South Brunswick native, huge basketball fanatic. I'm going to let you have the floor, Rohan, so just introduce yourself and tell us why you love basketball. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, I mean, I know we've known each other since our high school days in South Brunswick. We go a long way back, almost, what, 12, 13 years, I'd say now. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, I was I heard about your podcast that you guys were making. Now I found out today that it's been what your thirtieth one. Now I'm a guest appearance on it, which makes it <laughs> a little bit more because uh, pressure on it now uh, for your thirtieth <laughs> podcast. But no, um, I heard I heard one of your podcasts that Dave I sent over one of our other friends from high school, and um, I think it was the KD one that you guys were talking about. And I listened to it, and I was like, oh snap! I've always had like uh, I've always wanted to create a podcast or be part of like a podcast, just like you know the Ringer Group would. So. Here we are, um, episode one for me, um, and we're ready to get the ball rolling on this. So thanks for having me on again. Yeah, it's exciting. So just before, and then I understand you're also a huge Nets fan, right? Oh yeah, I should mention that probably since this is a basketball pod. Uh, huge Nets fan <laughs> and huge LeBron fan. So we'll get to the topics, I guess, later on. Well, at least he's out of the East now, so you don't got to worry about him. Exactly, to that's true. We'll, we will see them in, I guess, June or July this year because everything's a little pushed back. But yeah, huge Nets fan back from our Kerry Ketty- Kittles, Keith Van Horn days. <laughs> Um, all the way oh, to man. who would have thought scary, like, 15 years scary hours <laughs> scary hours <laughs> 15 years later we have James Harden Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant great excellent that's the same thing as Vince Carter Richard Jefferson Kerry Kittles right yeah definitely I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> no I think it was just funny I mean I just saw this one picture of like this Nets roster from like five years ago and it's like Chase Budinger Sean Kilpatrick <laughs> and, Sean and it's Kilpatrick, almost like wow. Sean Marks turned that into like KD, Kyrie, and James Harden somehow. It's just like I mean, this guy. He's, he's been. Everyone knows he's riveted around the league, right? Like uh, Sean Marks. Um, everyone talks good about him when he's on the Spurs, and then he's drafting like Jared Allen and Nick Claxton. Like he's you know he has a good eye for talent too, which is uh, was helping us uh, our organization out. So yeah, we'll see what the future yeah. has in store. For yeah, him. he hit on all those picks like Karis LeVert, like all those picks. Yeah, and more importantly, uh, he's getting guys like. Um, 
you know, Bruce Brown and stuff, those guys are, you know, contributing, oh, yeah. which is, it's hard to Huge. do when your salary cap is strapped. I mean, uh, I yeah. can't, he's doing some good work and that's why the Nets are so good. Yep. Three all-stars, right? Three all-stars. Three all-stars. <laughs> Only team with three, three all-stars. All-star. Two play, <laughs> asterisk, but it's fine. <laughs> but anyways, you know, something I wanted to touch on is... Right now, it's like, I think we're up to 17 teams that are allowing fans in the arena, but it's always like limited. Regardless, I think most people are watching their teams at home, like on TV. And the bubble was one thing where it was, it was never like, you're not seeing empty seats in the bubble. Cause it was just like a, I think it was like an auditorium that they basically convert or like a ballroom that they converted into a basketball court. And I thought the TV viewing experience in the bubble was pretty good. They put the uh, crowd noise into, into our TV and we heard it, uh, and it seemed pretty good. But what I wanted to ask you guys is like, how's it been? Like, are you just used to it now? Like what, Nishan, I guess I can start with you. Like just watching these games on TV with no fans. Like, are you just used to it now? Like, how's it been for you? Yeah, I mean, you can say, I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm used to an empty arena. Just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. You, you, uh, I think from like a TV viewing perspective, I can't see too much difference. I mean, I, you know, like you don't get the fun inter, uh, like t- timeout, you know, like the fun celebrity row and things like that, which is kind of sad. Um, but I think overall the quality of the game for me is really good and from a viewing perspective I can't see that I can't I thought that there would be a big downfall in terms of player motivation like end game things like that Because there's not the electricity of the crowd But but unlike the bubble now you're starting to see the home teams actually starting to get the home court advantage and, and getting wins So I think overall they've settled in I think I've settled in but it's nice to see fans back back in the arena and I, I saw after the Knicks last win when they got to when they got to above 500 they had like got people outside the arena celebrating and I mean, that, that's always nice yeah they, they celebrated going above 500 like they won the title hey. <laughs> that's, right. that's right small steps small steps <laughs> what about you Rohan how's it been for you watching on TV yeah, so I guess if we rewind back to let's say August when we were going back, or you know, and sports were coming back and whatnot. Obviously, without fans, I don't know how you guys felt, but I was not excited. Like at least after seeing that first game, it's like, oh, it's an empty arena. I'm not even there. I could just like feel like it's very quiet, right? Like, how do you, as an athlete, and I know we all have played sports, probably not at the professional level that these guys do, <laughs> but yeah, you 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 need that. You need someone rooting for you. you and that's how you get like you know excited or like the motivation that you want to play with. And as, as professional athletes, like as these guys would, they really thrive on that, right? Like just like atmosphere, crowd atmosphere. And if you're a superstar, you thrive on like people booing you, right? Like especially in the playoffs. So even like the first, I don't know, first few weeks that they had the playing games and whatnot, it was okay. But then like the playoffs roll around, and then I'm telling my friends like. I don't know how this will feel like when the finals roll around, right? Because like I'm always there for packed crowds, all the noise, the cheering, whether it's your team or it's not your team. Like you know, players coming out of like the the tunnels, seeing everyone all yellow or red, or obviously there's the Cavs and Warriors have been in the finals recently, so that's the colors that I mentioned. But <laughs> yeah, so I guess it was cool to have Microsoft partner with NBA um, and like you know get those virtual uh, seats out there that they use teams for and whatnot, which I thought was cool. I know as I always tried to do one, I never got into one, as in like I never got to be a virtual spectator as they had them. But people had yeah. good uh, good thoughts on them, good recommendations in terms of, you know, trying to use that, I guess, more, like 
now, but now that we're back in arenas, that's hard to do. So back in August, I would say it wasn't as fun, especially during the playoffs, but now that we're back in arenas, I think it's definitely a more um, better, I guess, case for the, the fans itself. Because um, you get to hear like the noise people cheering i think benches are more like loud too than they were like a few months ago because they realized Definitely. they need to amp up their their players and their and their superstars and whatnot so and like you said how many 17 18 teams are allowing fans now? i think we're up to like we're up to 17 now yeah so um, the nets are about to be one of them um yeah i think, I think Nets now, started allowing month, right yeah nets and nick started allowing fans February. and then i think Sixers this week recent, Sixers, right? yeah Sixers, uh like philly's now allowing fans so cool. yeah slowly um, getting there but yeah, I, yeah. I think you hit hit on a good point where it's not just i think we saw that with lebron and courtside karen where uh <laughs> in atlanta it's right. not just about having those fans rooting for you but sometimes you just need those fans like who are like rooting against you as well yeah. and that really gets these players going sometimes yeah uh they're just so used to having those fans heckling them and like that's just part of their uh just playing experience like having fans heckling them on the road and I think if they kind of missed LeBron said, like, yeah, I, I didn't think that that courtside carry needed to be kicked out. Like, he missed, like, fans <laughs> heckling him and getting him going. Uh, and I think that's something that they're missing. You know, I think the encouraging news is, like, the playoffs are a little bit later this year. They, they don't start till mid-May. By the time we get to the finals, it's going to be July. So I think the hope is, you know, they're slowly starting to allow fans to come back to the arena. And then by May, June, if more of the population is vaccinated, and then, you know, maybe based on each city's uh, vaccination rates and COVID uh, infection rates, I'm sure they'll decide to allow more fans or not. Uh, and let's, like Nishan was saying, I think all these teams are motivated by money and the chance to bring fans in for a playoff game, like playoff game ticket revenue. That's going to be <laughs> something I mean, they don't want to Have you guys on. seen some of these prices that are like on third-party markets of how much like these Nets tickets are selling for? It's like, it's ludicrous. What are they going for? I think retail Lakers Nets. So this is retail, right? Like just like for, like you can buy from like Nets.com was I think 650 yeah. for like upper bowl. Oh uh, man. So I can only imagine that they're reselling for at least a grand, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, oh. it's silly money. Like I, I yeah. I, I, I mean, Ticketmaster for the Knicks. I mean, like I checked the day after they announced that you know that it's gonna be open because me and a buddy of mine wanted to go to a game, and most of the games were already like the non sold any out. any irrelevant teams were already sold out. So you had to go to second market, which yeah, I mean, is obviously gonna jack prices up. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's uh, that's not even a surprise. Like second market, they they're just trying to make their money back, but. Um, and then I, some. I think, oh, oh yeah yeah exactly but i think overall i think you know the nba's done a good job as much as it can with the circumstances like making it uh as viewable as possible on tv and you know hopefully it only gets better but yeah now that we're up, coming up on all-star weekend you know i think we got to talk about it uh this all-star rosters are all set starters and the benches and everyone and, you know, as soon as the, the they always announce the rosters, everyone's going off on, like, oh, this person's snubbed, that person's snubbed. Um, but I think what they never do, and I think that's something that I wanted to do, is they always say, oh, this person should have made it, but they don't say who should have been taken out of that roster. You know, because it's, it, it's tough, especially in the East. It was tough this year, 12 spots. Like, yeah. I, there was, like, a lot of good candidates. So, you know, I wanted to see what you guys thought with, uh, with these rosters. And... Uh, what we'll do is, you know, with the every each East and West, 
Um, I know it's like Team LeBron and Team Durant, but I think initially it's weird because like it was started out East and West. But Nishant, was there someone that you thought East or West that was a snub, and who would you have taken out instead? So I like to reward teams that are doing well, and I think um, I think one team maybe this was a little bit different a few weeks ago when this was all announced because this team wasn't doing as well. But we talked about them a lot. The Heat, you know, the Heat. Had a struggle starting off of the season. They had a lot of COVID um, within their team. They had some injuries. And now they're squarely in the playoff picture. And I, I really think that, you know, with how much time Jimmy Butler has missed, I really wanted to reward Bam. I mean, he put on a show last year during the bubble. He's pretty much been carrying their team um, and is becoming a bigger leader. And so I kind of wish that he would have made it. And the guy that I would probably have taken out is Vucevic. And that's not because he's not extremely talented. And that's not because Orlando hasn't had their own fair share of injuries. But if you're, you know, if you're always in the bottom three or four in the East, um, it's, it's hard to make a, it's hard in a, in a jam-packed conference with a lot of guys that are sort of the, the middle to end tier all-stars. Like it's really hard for me to justify Vucevic, who's been fantastic and deserves everything he gets, but I would have liked to see Bam making it and representing the Heat, who we know just came off an NBA run, had the, the early season lull, but are really getting traction now and are looking scary again. Yeah, I, I think the Heat started off pretty slow this year. They were hit by COVID pretty hard, um, and I think that's ultimately what hurt, hurt him. I, I think yep. even if you look at it now, like they, they had picked the rosters a week later, not that the Heat have put on some wins together. Uh, I think that might have changed the coaches' uh, picks a little bit. But what about you, Rohan? Yeah, I mean, just to add on to a little bit of what Nishan was saying, I think had this run for the Heat come like a week or 10 days ago, I think definitely would have seen more eyes for Bam. But, I mean, we all as basketball fans knew that the Heat would put on a run. We knew they weren't like a below 500 team at any point at any season, right? Like, at least, right. I mean, they have studs on their team. So, yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good sub in. So, I was, I guess, I was trying to figure out which roster, the East or West, had like the, like, I guess the player that least deserved it. I, I really couldn't pinpoint one, but then I, I really, and then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, this is, this guy's definitely it. And why did he actually make it over, I guess, the stub that I will point out is because what we've been talking about this entire time is money. Like, I don't think Zion deserved to be um, in the, the as an all-star. Why is he that an all-star? I mean, Zion Williamson, right? He, he's bringing it in probably. I mean, he's a he's a. And we know the office. NBA is trying to promote him, like, hard. <laughs> not, yeah, promote him hard for, I guess, for the future because it's not like they're selling box tickets at this all-star game that people are going to be like, oh, let me go watch Zion, right? Yeah, he's putting up numbers, but at the same time, again, to what Nishan was saying, I agree with him. I don't think you you give credit to players whose team isn't doing well. And the Pelicans are, I think, what they're, they're not even in the playoff hunt. I don't, yeah, they're 15 and 20. I don't think he should have deserved an all-star. I don't think he deserved an all-star spot. Who I would have subbed in for it, I had two options, and I went with the one I think probably deserved it the most, and it was um, DeMar DeRozan. Mm. I I would have picked Mike Conley, but that's what I thought you were gonna go with. You got, I mean, you have Rudy and Donovan, and to be a third All Star in the West, you gotta stick out, and you can't. It's hard. The Jazz are number one in the NBA, and I mean, he could have made it. He probably should have made it many years. Like this is like not the first time he's been snubbed, or it could be in the snub category. 
But yeah. um, I think, but no, going back to my my snub that should have made it is Demar Derozan. I, I mean, dude, the Spurs are they're eighteen and thirteen. They're playing pretty well. They're they're hit yeah. with the injuries too. I mean, Demar. I mean, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge hasn't played. Who's the other big guy that they have? Pot, no, Pirtle. Is he? Has he played? Maybe I don't know if he's. Pirtle was hurt in between too. Yeah. He was hurt a little bit, and he leads the team in points and assists. He's facilitating as like a small ball four. That is like. They've kind of changed him into, or like Pop has changed him into. I think he's leading a career high in assists. He's averaging around 20 points a game. Um, and he, the, I mean, the, the Spurs are fifth in the Western Conference. Um, I think that says a lot about uh, the team and the coach himself. So I think I think Demar Derozan deserves a spot over Zion Williamson. Yeah, I mean, Pop just keeps reinventing the wheel. Um, yeah. The dude is 70 now, and you know, people think he's gonna just step away. The his like once like Tim, Manu, Tony all retired, you know, people thought like Pop's just gonna step away, like that's just his uh time to go. But I don't know, if he keeps finding motivation and now the Spurs like reinvent the wheel. They got these young guys like Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray. Yeah. Um, and then they got like those young guys, but then they, they still have, have like role the, players. The, then they sure. got Damar and Aldridge still, yeah. who are both on expiring expiring contracts, so they're gonna be I don't think they'll bring them back, but it's like they play like two different ways. Like Demar and Lamarcus kind of slow it down. Then they got these like young guys who like to run and pace and space the floor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it the West is just once again, especially at the forward spot, it is so crowded, and uh, it, it's just hard for like a guy to to make it in. Yeah. I think for me, you know, the guy that I thought should have made it was uh, Chris Middleton, uh, hmm. and you know, he's someone that. He gets overlooked because he's the second best player on a on a really good team, but and especially when you play next to Giannis, you know Giannis gets all the credit, all the attention. It's hard for Giannis's sidekick to uh, to make it unless you're like scoring like 25 a game, and that's not what Middleton does. He's always like around 20 a game, um, but if you look at all his like percentages, he's like a 50 40, almost like 90 guy. I think he's like 88 percent. It's almost there. So his percentages are really good. Um, he's kind of learned how to play with Drew Holiday now. So they got like a big, they're big, kind of big three of their own with Drew, Chris, and Giannis. And he just, he's just like consistent. Like he's always like twenty per game, like every year. Um, I think this year Drew Holiday missed some games because he he had COVID, so he missed like a couple weeks. Um, but and I guess the person that I didn't think, but kind of like you, Nishan, I think uh, Vucevic was the guy I would have taken out. Um, not that he's a bad player, like 24 points a game, like he's really good. But I think if I had to take one out, I would have rewarded Middleton for being a, a, the second best player on a really good team instead of the Magic, who just, yeah, they're just kind of hopeless. <laughs> like yeah. when I look at teams like Match the Magic, I'm just like, man, you just it just sucks to be stuck in the middle in the NBA. Like you either want to be really bad and try to get that high lottery pick, or you want to be at the top. That that middle zone is like the hardest, and that's just where the Magic are stuck at. What do you mean? They got Mo Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Steve Clifford. Uh, oh man, he just he just won't play Mo Bamba. <laughs> I don't think he's ever gonna get minutes. Oh man. <laughs> but you know, one guy that I mean, just he's not a snub or like someone I would have replaced. But I was just like, I know there was a lot of Zach Levine talk this year, and I was like, oh, I think he's playing pretty good. And I went and looked. I was like, wow, he's averaging like twenty nine a game. Like that was like a surprising. Uh, staff for me i think he was like the surprising all-star for this year he um, i thought long and hard about him because the bulls again doesn't say much but they're also in the playoff picture um in the yeah. eastern conference and i've watched 
I'm not proud to say this, but I've watched my fair share of Bulls games. Um, not full games, but I would say in the last like fourth quarter, and he puts on a show, man. Like some of these same, games, same. He, yeah, like against against studs, like against Dame Lillard, against good teams, and like he he's he he just pops it. Doesn't there's no like you know he doesn't think twice about it, and he really makes it in, and he's bringing him his team back or keeping him at least competitive throughout the game. Um, and I think. He's taken that next step for sure. I think he did. He deserved it. I mean, I want to just, I guess, pinpoint another player too, Trey Young, which I thought was really funny that he didn't make it, or he made it last year, <laughs> didn't make it this year. That's what happens yeah. when you have Harden and Durant, I guess, come into the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that's probably what happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, I mean, yeah, the, the West to East migration just kind of screwed uh, a, lot, a lot of people who made the All Star team yeah. last year. I agree. <laughs> All right. But now let's get to the most fun part now. So we're going to do our own mock draft, just like Team LeBron and Team Durant. And just as a, to the listeners, we are doing this before the actual draft, so we don't know the results of who LeBron and Durant actually picked. Uh, by the time you guys listen to this pod, you know, that that's probably going to be done. I mean, it is going to be done, the actual draft. <laughs> but we're going by just our own. So we're going to have Deshaun be Team Durant. Rohan's going to be Team LeBron. And the way it's going to work, it's just like the real way. LeBron's going to get the the first pick. He is going to draft four starters, and then we'll go to the reserves, and then Deshaun, he's Durant. But since Durant's not playing in the game, he's actually going to have to draft five starters. So Jason Tatum's the replacement for Durant. So he's part of the starters pool. And then with the reserves, Team Durant gets the the first pick. So um, you guys ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So, Rohan, you're Team LeBron. You got the first pick. We got. Oh man, first pick. This is always tough. Even like when you have the first pick and like pick up ball, that was always like the pressure. It's like who do you pick? This is like all your friends too. So it's like oh shit, like am I gonna pick this guy? Is he gonna hate me if I don't pick him? Ah. <laughs> uh, or the last pick because the last or pick the last always feels pick. <laughs> This is tough. Well, it's funny because the past two years or three years, LeBron always picked uh, KD. Yeah. Whenever he had first pick, and now KD is like it, a, another captain. Yeah, exactly. Uh I guess I gotta go with a guy who doesn't who does who does things that I my my, my captain doesn't do LeBron um, at least not as much as uh, he used to do before and he plays defense um, and I he he almost teed up, teamed up with LeBron uh, last year but didn't quite work out and I'm gonna have to go with Kawhi Leonard um, it's gonna be a number one oh. pick the claw baby. <laughs> the two-way menace nice nice so you got your wing set pretty much lebron and Kawhi. that's right all right nishat who you got well so unlike rohan who has lebron who's a very level-headed minded guy you know he he's always thinking about the team he's always thinking about the win i'm kevin durant you know i'm thinking about how am I going to be able to get into the most conflict in the DMs? I'm trying to make sure that I'm blowing, I'm blowing up social media. I got to use my burner account this week, so uh, I'm going to try to go for the, the the team that's going to be the most fun to watch, especially because I'm not going to be there. So you know, let let help <laughs> let hellfires raise, and I'm going to try to draft a team that I think uh, is going to be competitive, but also is going to be very aggressive. And with that said, uh, with my first pick, I want to pick a guy who is a friend of mine who likes to take hiatuses 
And I'm gonna go with Kyrie. That's all you needed to say. Hiatus. <laughs> Already filled them in. Nice. So Kyrie Irving is first play for Team KD. He's got to take his teammate, or, or else Kate, Kyrie might get offended. But it's funny because I was thinking of taking Kyrie just for the sake of what we were talking about earlier. Of like, you know, if we want to make it interesting, let's make it interesting. Let's call Kyrie over to my team. Reunite LeBron and Kai. Yeah. I, I just I want to see Kai, I want to see Kai go at it against LeBron. LeBron like, you know, try to get the switch. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to see. See that. All right. Um... This is interesting also. Two, two, two very interesting picks. Um, I think I got to go with the guy who's going to get me buckets, right? Like, from wherever on the floor, you pull up, splash, drip. <laughs> got to go with the man, Stephen Curry, as my mm. number two pick. He's been on a tear. Steph. He's been on a tear this last, what? 10, 10 days? He's, 10 he's days? back to like, uh, yeah, he's back to 2016 stuff. The, yeah, the 73 MVP, win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, I. Averaging. I wish Clay was not injured, man. Uh, it would have been fun to watch this Warriors team because they got really young oh, pieces yeah. that could gel really well with Curry and Clay, as well as an aging Draymond, who doesn't really, obviously, is not nimble anymore or like really moves like that, but he still <laughs> facilitates and he's still a playmaker and he would still do well on a contending team, I think. Um, oh yeah, it, but, it's weird. Draymond barely shoots now. He's just yeah. there, like, but he makes like these great passes. Yeah, um, and I don't know. It's like anyone who goes on the Warriors, the first thing they learn to do is it's either you cut or you should you get cut. It's like one of the two. You, you <laughs> cut on the court or you're getting cut. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. They're like, D'Lo, you're not cutting. You're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact that the Warriors have made Andrew Wiggins look like a respectable player yeah. is like. Uh, it's like uh, props to them. <laughs> yeah, agreed. All right, Ishaq, who you got? I'm going to go with Giannis as the second pick. I know Giannis has the deep-seated hatred of LeBron, at least on the court. So I kind of want to see them battle it out. <laughs> nice. So, so far, Team KD's uh, got Giannis and Kyrie. And Team LeBron's got LeBron, Kawhi, and Curry. All right, Team LeBron, back to you. All right, now, how you picked your first pick based off the captain, I'm going to pick my next pick based off your last pick. So you took Giannis. And if you want to make things interesting with, like, Kyrie, LeBron, Giannis, Harden, I'm going to go with my man, the chef, James Harden. Can I do that? So... I think the only thing is, surprisingly, Harden was not a starter. Oh, so he has to be a starter. Yeah, yeah. so we got to go through the, the starter pool first, and then we'll get to the reserves. So, surprisingly, yeah, I thought Harden might make it over Kyrie as a starter, but he's actually in the reserves, so you can't get to him just yet. Perfect. But now we know who you want in the reserve <laughs> So now that everyone knows who I want, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and make my next pick, which I think he's a force to be reckoned with, and he's been proving it. Proved it yesterday in, in crunch time with that dagger three over... I forgot who it was Some over, small guy. Was it a small guy? I don't know if he was that he small. He was short. He was short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel Embiid. I'm going to go 
go with the MVP Joel. Oh man, that was an. I think it was over Royce O'Neal, but yeah, that was that yeah. Was, was, was it, no, it was. Uh, I thought it, no, it was Bogdanovich. Oh, it was Bogdanovich. Yeah, it was Bogdanovich. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was Bogdanovich. But regardless, that was one heck of a performance, and then the way he just kept going at Gobert, man, yeah. that was that was amazing. You guys heard and then his, the uh... way he the best was how he trolled the ref into yeah. giving uh, Mitchell that tech. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that was the second time he's done that? Oh, no. to, I saw to, it on Twitter. To Mitchell? To Mitchell. He did it last year in a game where, like, he blocked Mitchell on, like, a, on a layup. And yeah. Mitchell fell on the ground. And, like, he, like, taunted him a little bit. Like, I don't know. I think they're boys. But they look, he looked at him. He said something. And then Mitchell got up. And then he was running, you know, back to, on defense. And he just, like, like shoved, a, like, a slight Donovan Mitchell slight shove on Embiid. Embiid toppled over right in front of the ref. <laughs> Immediate tech right to Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> well, well, we do know that Embiid's first true love was soccer, and so he's he's, he's yeah, acting like a soccer true. stars. That's true. <laughs> Maybe at some other lifetime, LeBron also has played soccer. <laughs> no, he's an actor. That's why LeBron. Ah, that's true. Like that. There's a difference. That's, that's true. <laughs> All right, and then so Nishan, who do you have so far? You have Kyrie. You got Giannis so far. So this is your third pick. Okay. This is my third pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so we got some good guys already taken off off court. I think, you know, just as a starter to balance this out, this isn't the most sexy pick, but, but this guy probably would be the point guard of my team. I'm going to take Nick, uh, Jokic. Oh, yeah. Got to match up with someone with Embiid. Yeah. Even though I don't think Jokic could really guard Embiid, but at least on the <laughs> offensive end, he could probably give Embiid some trouble. 100%. Oh, yeah. I think that we described Jokic's game perfect. Like, not sexy at all, but he's just so good. Like, and his passes. Oh, man. That guy's just good. All right. Team LeBron. I think this is going to be your last pick of uh, the first, like, with the starters. So your options here are Beal, Tatum, and Doncic, right? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get the guy who leads the NBA in points. And that is Bradley Beal. Certified bucket right there. Certified Certified. No matter where. (laughs) I thought you might take Doncic there, but... You know, I don't need him because I have LeBron. And I also have Harden at some point down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere way down there. Free planning for Harden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So, Nishan, that means you're going to get Doncic and Tatum onto your team to finish up the start. That's that's (laughs) solid. All right. And then now, Nishan, you get the first pick with the reserves now. All right. Well... You know, the pick that I would make as Bishal would be Julius Randle. That's because the love <laughs> runs deep. But uh, but let's let's hashtag try to, Nick's tape. Let, exactly hashtag Nick's tape. But let's try to keep this a little bit interesting. And uh, you know, after I didn't get a chance to get Joel Embiid, what I will try to do is get the guy that he's been he's been uh, acting to get all these technicals for. I'm gonna get Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Oh. Donovan Mitchell, man. Mitch. <laughs> let's the fire, let the let the fires run, man. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, shit. Who uh, doesn't want to see Mitchell dunk over Embiid in this game? I'm down. I'm down. Or 
Mitch get a technical because <laughs> because he flopped. I'll start game first, Mitchell. Yeah, I'll start Mitchell game. <laughs> Looking All at right. these reserves, man, this is tough. This is a tough, uh, tough draft. But well, I think we know who you want, Rohan. Though <laughs> you think you got your eye? We know you got your eyes on Harden. You know what? If it hasn't been made clear already, I'm gonna go with my man Harden, James Hamas. Oh man! But just a side note. I gotta love how hard it. It just shows how these NBA players can like turn it on at any time. The dude oh came in like so out of shape, so fat, and Kendrick Perkins was like, "He's looking like me out there." <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm convinced he was stuffing because yeah. all the times where he was wearing like you saw padded those. clothes, like yeah, it was always like practice warm up gear, and I feel like he probably had towels under there. He's like, "Give me the yeah, fuck towels out of here. or ice packs or something." Yeah. Uh. Because that first game on the Nets when he was warming up, I'm like, dude, you shed it like 50 pounds. How did you do this? (laughs) Comes to the Nets, first game, gets a triple-double, leading the league in assists. I mean, I think we all knew, like, he was just dogging it in Houston. Like, his stats were now. But. And let's not discredit, like, the Nets roster. I mean, definitely built for that. I mean, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of people who are, like, who have a chip on their shoulder and want to like you know compete like Bruce Brown? I mean, you see him, you've seen him, everyone's seen him play. So, effort there by the team is a plus though for sure. Anyways, Mashant, back to you. All right, now 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 this is where it gets interesting because I think we're getting to the group of guys where uh, they they all they all play pretty well and I kind of want to go for the excitement factor here. Um, and so I'm going to take Zion, the guy that you maybe oh. didn't think deserved it, but wow. I can't see anybody getting more lob dunks uh, than, than Zion. I, I kind of want to see an in-game, hopefully he could do an in-game slam dunk contest for us. That Interesting. Cool. Well, I mean, I, mean, I hope yeah. he still plays because I just saw that uh, he was out for tonight's game, but it might just be like one of those like load management uh, things, but hopefully he's still playing in that all, in the All Star game. Well, Paul George is out tonight too, which is funny. And do you know why he's out? Oh, I saw that. Uh, apparently, he was shooting around. He got dizzy. They listed it as dizziness. <laughs> I can't wait for the DNP dizziness. That's gonna be. Good. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I guess. I mean, you just gotta love like the the reasons wanted... these players. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. At least they're not. They're not. They're telling the truth, right? It's not like oh, like load management. Just put that on there at that point. <laughs> oh man, just finding ways to get around that suspension for load management yeah. <laughs> or the fine. <laughs> All right, back to you, Rohan. Right. So Zion, 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 Zion's a good pick. I mean, if we are, this is the All Star game, and. I guess we want points, we want threes, we want Lob City. We want points on there, so I think I just gotta go with Dame Time. Damn, I mean, that's what I was gonna take next. It's it's Dame oh. Time. Like this is if we're talking about snubs off the starter list, this is a big time snub. And I should have taken him probably last pick, but I had already etched in stone hardened so i had to go <laughs> oh man i think i yeah i i think it was like one of those things where yeah i think it was coaches and and the players both had dame over Doncic, right but the fans yeah. were was beat out uh it's why Doncic 
beat which him up. Which I think is stupid, and I don't know if I've read this somewhere, but I, th- I agree. I think they should move the tiebreaker to better record for the team as opposed to the fan uh, vote. Because, I don't know. A fan vote, wrinkle. I mean, Luca's going to win every year, right? Like, there's yeah, no... he's got the international vote. Yeah, Luca's going to win every year. So, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Dane. Correct. Back to you, Nishan. All right, I gotta, I gotta add some shooters. I think you've been taking, uh, you've been yeah. taking the majority of the shooters. I'm, I'm looking at my team and I'm like, well, KD's not playing. I, I don't got that many. I don't got that many. I mean, Luca can shoot, Tatum can Luka. shoot. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but like, and Kai, you know, D Mitch, and D Mitch, yeah, and, and Kai can shoot. Yeah, D Mitch, I think about him as a driver, attacker. Yeah, player. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to take, uh, I'm gonna try to take a shooter here. I'm gonna go with Booker. Oh, book. He's got that same fire. I mean, he, Devin Booker reminds me a lot of Damian Lillard. He's got that fire, like, in the, the end of the game, like, I don't give a shit who's against me. Like, I'm putting this up and I'm ending this now. And I think that that compliment with Chris Paul is, like, perfect. Because I think Chris Paul uh, is he's got that same personality, that real big fire. And I'm, I'm glad. I thought Booker this uh, earlier this year took a step back. But now he's like shaping up into form and he's back at it, man. Yeah, player of the month in February. Uh, I think like you said, he's kind of Lillard, but he's five inches taller. So that's he's just like, Ooh, he could just like, yeah, man, book. All right. Um, I got all the shooters. I have a lot of shooters. <laughs> I guess I should probably get someone to plays defense. And I'm leaning <laughs> towards Jalen Brown. I gotta go with nice Jalen Brown. Nice I it was between him and Paul George, and I do not want any of my people on my roster hitting the side of the backboard at any <laughs> Whether that's in game shoot around <laughs> in the playoffs like, I don't need that um, so I'm pa- go with my pandemic peak <laughs> I, I was telling you Jay when when uh, when they announced that KD wasn't playing and they announced that uh, Tatum was going to be the you know it was going to take a spot I, I didn't realize that they had to pick another forward but I I don't even think Tatum is the best player on his own team this year. I think Brown has been much better than him this year. This year, I'm not saying Tatum's not the better player overall, yeah. but this year I feel like Brown's been way better. I mean, uh, there were like there was like a stretch of I think six or seven games when Kemba didn't play and Tatum didn't play, and Brown was unconscious. I mean, this guy, offensive, defensive. I mean, and, and he's a smart guy. I mean, yeah. he's he's a total package. That's a great pick, man. Yeah, Brown's a good. Uh, he's, a, he's a good pick, or he's just a good player in general. Smart player. Let's see. Um, Rand- so, Randall's waiting for you, Nishan. I know. Hey. I know. We're, I, I, I was gonna take one more guy before Randall, and that's because this is the All Star game. I want to see some more dunks. I want to see who's gonna be able to get a better dunk on my oh. team ah. between Zion and Zach Levine. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. We got and also pick. bona fide scorer, so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. happy to have him as well. Crunch time scorer too, so you know 
that plays a role. This this are these All Star games because it's there's no time at the end, right? It's like first. Yeah, two. Are they still doing that this year? They're still doing yeah, that, right? The yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that should be that's a good pick. Zach Levine, man. You'll be impressed. Um Alright. I mean We've already shitted on this guy, like as or at least I have it, but you two did already. Cause no one wants to see him on the all-star roster. <laughs> but now that he's here, I probably should take him and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the guy, Vooch, man. Vooch, uh, uh, Vooch. We, we talked about him. He's a solid center, right? Like, I think in this day and age, he, like yeah, for yeah, a stretch center, threes. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think helps out the Magic, and I mean, again, it's like the middle of the pack team. Like Cole Anthony's pretty good too, but he's been injured. Is that correct? Yeah, he's been injured. Cole so... Anthony got hurt. Uh, Fultz got. I mean, Fultz is out Fultz, for the year. Yeah. We already know Isaac was already Fournier out. was out. Yeah, so... It, it's, yeah. It's, it's tough, man. Tough season for them. Or it's just tough tough luck. But Vooch, man. He deserves it. Not really. Hopefully he's got he an outcoming... Hopefully he's what? got an outcoming soon. Because uh, I'm hearing some trade rumors about him maybe going to Celtics. So he might Vooch. be joining a... Yeah. They could use him. For sure. Yeah. Don't have to run out Tristan Thompson for 30 minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's scary. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, Time Lord. <laughs> the Time Lord. <laughs> uh, all right, so back at me. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the guy um, that me personally that I wanted to get. So I don't want to wait. I don't want to mess around anymore. I'm gonna take Randall here. I think. I mean, you look at his numbers, and they don't, they don't necessarily jump out at you, but. You see what he has changed from where he started in the NBA. You know, he started this guy, as this guy that everyone thought was a stereo, you know, the best case scenario for him was going to be Draymond Green. And he showed that he's not that guy. I mean, he he is a better scorer than Draymond ever was, but he and, and obviously not as a good of a defender, but he does have the instincts that Draymond had, the good pa- open field open core passing. He can be a dribble first kind of guy, so I'm excited that he made it, and I'm going to take him now. Nice. I think what's really surprised me about Randall is the passing. Like, I never thought he had this. Um, You know, I kind of had some affinity to him because he started out as a Laker. Um, We had to let him go so we could sign Braun. But, man, I I just didn't know he could pass like this. I think that's been what's amazing. And I think it's the Tibbs effect. Like, Tibbs comes in and just, like, gets guys to stay in shape, and then they just play, like, so hard for Tibbs. And that's what we see with the Knicks this year. Yeah, I think... I was a huge Randall fa- fan in college. Uh, I just loved that him. one year at Kentucky. In Kentucky, right? yeah, and so I mean they had a great team too, mind you. But just I guess his, I mean he was big for a college kid, and then he came into into the NBA. He was heavy for for the you know the position that he needed to play. Obviously, shed a ton of weight. He's become more lean, and um, yeah, his vision. Uh, he finds his. He finds his people. Oh, he's averaging six six assists a game. That's a lot. That's a six assists yeah. averaging that. Never thought I mean, twenty three six and eleven for Julius Randle. I mean, he he definitely deserves an All Star of about a vote, and uh, I think that's a good pick. Oh, also at the same time, yeah, the Tibbs effect and. Tibbs doesn't play Austin Rivers anymore. I don't know if you've noticed that, but... <laughs> no. D. Rose, D. Rose came in, and he's like, all right, bye-bye, Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D. Rose came in, he's like, all right, well, Austin, you can, you know... I you know, Frankie I, Smokes is Tib- starting over Austin. 
<laughs> oh man. I'm sure I'm sure Doc will take Austin. I was gonna say Doc's uh, uh Tim's about to receive a call from Doc and be like, bro, what are you doing with my son? <laughs> Apparently they're really good friends. I just heard on a podcast earlier today. Yeah, because uh Doc was his assistant at, yeah. with those Celtics. Yeah. Yep. Or sorry, Tibbs was his assistant. Tibbs was his assistant, yeah. All right. All right. So, um, what do we got left? So we got Paul George left, Gobert. We got Paul we George. Got... Go... No, yeah, Rudy is still there. Simmons. Chris Paul, uh, Simmons, Simmons. Sabonis. Paul and Sabonis. We got about five people left. Okay. Well, we already know Rohan doesn't want Pandemic P, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably – I could probably scroll down. I mean <laughs> – I think it would be a little ridiculous for me to not to take Rudy. Eh, not really. But I'm going to go with my guy. Not really my guy. But the guy who will play defense for my team, and only that. And it's going to be Ben Simmons. I'm oh, nice. Simmons, oh, he, he's hit like two threes this year, dude. He's like on fire <laughs> or something like that. He'll get he'll get that opportunity definitely like during shoot around um, to like chop up <laughs> shots as many as he wants. But if he does anything besides play defense or give the ball to Embiid, like that's all he should be doing. I'm glad the Sixers honestly figured it out. Like it was it it would have sucked to watch like all those picks and everything they got together with Embiid and Simmons and to have that bro- like broken out broken up. It would have sucked with Harris too. Like I mean, they paid a lot for Harris from yeah. the Clippers. They took on his contract. Um, I think they I think they kind of were a couple years late on firing Brett Brown. I think they yeah, were kind of 100%. They just took he was like Kenny Atkinson let, for the Nets. Like, you know, he could have brought that like camaraderie in maybe for like a team. And he let him through like the it. tough years. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep. He let him through the tough years of the process and cuz yeah, a couple of years ago they had this lineup. It was like Simmons and Embiid surrounded by like Reddick, Covington and Sarich. Yeah. Or like Bellinelli or something like that. And yeah, that was Sarge like one of their the best lineups in the league. It was just like Oh yeah! All you gotta do is put three. Yeah, Josh Richardson. Oh, right? last year, yeah, yeah, yeah he, last year. Oh, you're saying a couple years ago? He, yeah. I think Sarge he was a little. Better, yeah. yeah, I think they missed Sarich and Covington, and once they got rid of those guys, they kind of like deviated away from like the three shooters stuff around him. But now they got that back. Yeah. All right, Nishan, who you got? All right. Well, since this is the Elam ending, and you know, <laughs> even last year though, this guy wasn't the starter. You know, he was uh, gonna be in there towards the end of the game. And that's yep, the guy yep, who's, yep. who's who's uh, who's the floor general, who's a clutch scorer. I think is he still the cl- uh, the this season last season he was like the clutchest mm. player on Oklahoma City, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like yeah. well, I mean him and Shea, well, yeah, the, him and so Shea nice. were like one and two at, in clutch points or whatever it was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna take Chris Paul here. Great pick. Um, Wherever I, he goes, they just win. <laughs> You said, yeah, for real, man. He really is a floor general. And I guess going back to what you had, when you picked Book, you were talking about how he takes over in games and whatnot. I've watched a lot of Suns games, too. Um, one, they're a really fun team to watch. But two, Chris Paul, I, I don't know what the stats are for his cl- uh, cl- uh, clutch time points again, but all I see are mid-range jumpers from Chris after five minutes, in the four, like, with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's just like he tells where pe- people where to go, for, uh, space out the floor, and it's the classic, you know, two dribble, go to the elbow, pop it, and you know what's going on. Yep. Like, there's nothing else to do, right? Like, there's, there's nothing else for him to do. Um, or find the cutter, um, which, I mean, yeah, I think I think he's a really good, uh, really good player and add for the Suns. And what? They're, like, second in the, e- the West? What are they? 
They're, they're second. Yeah, they're ahead yeah, of the Lakers and the Clippers. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, they've done they've done a really good job. Good pick. I I, I thought about taking him, but I have I have LeBron. Like, we're, we're <laughs> unless um, you're trying to get the banana boat crew back together, you didn't. Yeah. Then I got then I got I should have put Mello as my snub. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Carmelo for all those uh, Gen Z <laughs> listeners out there. There's only one mellow in our in our in our mind, and it's uh, it's Carmelo, not Lamelo. Oh, I can't believe that became a topic. It's like oh, it's like who's the real mellow? It's like <laughs> yeah. disrespectful, man. Um, good pick. All right, so then we, we got, got three players left. We got Sabonis. We got, we got Paul George, Paul George, Gobert, and Sabonis left. I mean, I'm I have to take Rudy, right? Defensive Player of the Year, um, and we got certified bucket getters, and we got locks on my team. I don't know what else I need, and I got LeBron James, Rudy nice. Gobert. That's the pick. All right. Well, I think I think you didn't want Paul George. I want Paul George. I think <laughs> it's it's been a little bit overblown about how uh, I mean he he he's not he hasn't been clutch, but this guy. I, as much shit as he gets, he's also the guy that came back from one of the most gruesome injuries that I've ever seen. For sure. To be at the level that he's at, to be on a team that, you know, at least in, in our in people's minds is a is an NBA Finals team. Um, and, and his game is just so smooth. I mean, it's like the it's like the complete opposite of Kawhi. Kawhi is very meticulous and very like it feels mechanical. And Paul George is a complete opposite. You know. You, he gets the ball and he kind of lulls you to sleep because his movements are so smooth. And so I'm excited yeah. to have him. I also need a couple more guys that can play some defense because you got all the stud. <laughs> you got all the stud like wing players. <laughs> nah, I mean all jokes aside, I mean he's been a really good player. Um, I think I, I don't know if he still he was a 50 40 90 guy. I don't know if he still is, but I think him and yeah, Kawhi he may have come point, down a little. But yeah, he was he was at 50 40 90. Yeah, yeah, he was at some point. I mean. It's Paul George. He's I think he, just, he at the moment he called himself playoff P. I think that's when he just shot himself in the foot. Because <laughs> yeah, then yeah. he set this expectation. Wait, was it him? He called himself playoff P. Was that what happened? Yeah, it was oh, like his boy. first year in OKC, and it, they were at like a press conference, and they were like, "Hey, Paul, like you have a history of like you know turning it up in the playoffs or something." He's like, "Yeah, like y'all haven't met playoff P yet." Oh <laughs> man! Oh boy! And then that's what after that after as soon as he said that, Donovan Mitchell as a rookie proceeded to. <laughs> Carry his team past PG and Russ. That was like that was a good series. That was a good series. That was a good series. Alright, so I guess Rohan, that means you get the last guy. The disrespect for Sabonis is your guy. Sabonis, I mean he's a good player. Um I I, would, I actually I thought would've... he should have made it over Vucevic to start out with. So I was just about to say I would have put him as my snub, um, if he if KD wasn't injured. And I would have subbed out Vooch uh, for Sabonis, but again, it's the same. I have the same thought process of um, he is contributing twenty one six and eleven, but he still has Brogdon and Miles Turner who also contribute for his team like a lot, as opposed to what the, to the type of help that like I guess Vooch gets like barely any. Um, but no, Sabonis has been playing really well. And then again, you 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 look at standings um, and where the paces are, um, and so yeah. Uh, Sabonis, that's our team. That's that's the draft, right? That wraps it up. That's it. Yep. That wraps it up. 
man that was right. that was fun I, it's like it's cool to do like our own like uh mock draft and like see like who we like and what type of players we like to go with yeah yeah for sure that was man. fun that was good but you guys want to quickly recap the teams yeah I could, go, I could start start off with mine yeah, yeah so, who's on your team um, so my starters uh i got Kyrie, i got Giannis. Um, I got Luca and Jason Tatum, and I got Nikola Jokic. All right, Solid. and then so my starters at the one I got Steph Curry, at the two I got Bradley Beal, at the three I got Kawhi, at the four I got LeBron, at the five I got Embiid. Solid, solid, solid stack. And then coming off the bench for me, we got some high risers like Zach Levine and. And Zion Williamson. We got some f- fiery bucket getters. I got Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And then we got we got the heart and soul of the team, Julius Randle. And to round it out, we got uh, hopefully not the guy that's in during clutch time, Paul George. <laughs> Playoff piece. Oh, and I got and I got and I got Donnie Mitch. I forgot about him. I got Donnie Mitch too. I forgot that they expand they expanded the rosters or two. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and then on my bench, uh, I got I got I got some skyscrapers with Vooch and uh, Rudy, and I guess you can throw maybe Sabonis as like a, a short skyscraper, um, as well as Firepower and James Harden and Damian Lillard, and I got some lockdown defenders in Jalen Brown and Ben Simmons. So I think uh, this is a, this is a good matchup. You know what we should do? We should uh, we should take the the stats or the points for each player. And add it up and see whoever wins for our team. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, like a fantasy. What, yeah, like, like a fantasy, fantasy basketball. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was this was fun, guys. This was um, fun. I was like, man, I, that's like I, I always wanted to do like one of these mock drafts is like kind of like simulate, and I'm glad we got to do it right before uh, the real the real draft was done. So. Yeah, I might have watched it on YouTube after. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. <laughs> All right. Well. I think it's going to be a fun all-star weekend. We'll see how it works. Like, apparently the slam dunk contest is going to be, like, at halftime of, like, the actual game. And, like, it's going to be it's going to be a different experience. But we'll see what the NBA does. And, and when is the three-point contest? Is that so, halftime as well? I don't know well, that's or? also at halftime. Or oh. they're doing it, like, a Saturday night, like, skills challenge and three-point contest. Oh, are they doing and, Saturday? I thought they weren't doing Saturday night. Yeah, okay. so, I I'm not, yeah, I forgot what they're doing. Exactly, I haven't but I know the dunk right. contest is definitely... Yeah, that I know. Is that halftime? Obi Toppin, the dunk contest. Oh, yeah, Obi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be an all-star in a couple of years, don't worry. <laughs> oh, he needs he needs to work on them calves first. For him to do any type of <laughs> yeah, he, he's a little top-heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, we'll sign off on this pod. Until next time. Thanks, guys. guys. Thanks for having me.